0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, 40% of the houses sold in the final three months of 2022 were due to landlords making the decision to get out of the market and cease putting their properties up for rent. This is why the Society of Chartered Surveyors remain concerned about the relatively low level of housing commencements and completions. So it begs the question, what's happening in the housing market and what's the implications for the rental market? I'm joined now by Maurice Deverell of the Irish Properties Owners Association, himself a landlord for the past 26 years, and also by John O'Sullivan, Chair of the Society of Chartered Surveyors Ireland's Practice and Policy Committee. And Maurice, I might start with you. There's been... An awful lot of discussion about the bureaucracy that landlords face. There's been an awful lot of discussion about the costs that landlords face. But nonetheless, we are at a point where rents are going through the roof and you would have thought it was a profitable endeavour to be involved in. So why are so many exiting the market?
1: There's, there's a lot of reasons. Obviously, like you said, it's due to tax, rent control, the eviction ban. The 176 changes to the legislation and the rising cost. But to answer your question as to considering that rents are high, why are loads leaving? Last December, last month, Ronan Lyons of Daft produced a report and he looked at an apartment and he gave the yield of the apartment at 5.9%, which I would think was quite generous because he didn't include numerous costs like stamp duty, solicitors, and estate agencies. But looking at it, roughly 6%. If you buy an apartment, roughly a third of it goes on maintenance, a third of it goes on tax, and a third of it comes to the landlord. So therefore, a third of your 5.9%, you get a 1.97% yield. This afternoon, on Raisin Bank, Ireland, the rate is... 3% less dirt at 33%, which leaves you with 2% net. So if you buy an apartment, you're down 0.1% rather than putting it on deposit. So why would you want to be a landlord? And that is why a lot of landlords are leaving. It is financially not viable. And
0: those numbers that you're giving, do they factor in the capital gain of the underlying asset or is that just the rental yield?
1: No, the Ronan Lyons numbers are just the rental yield. Let's be honest, capital gain, if you owned property in 2007 and had a massive capital loss, you would be a little bit shy of putting capital gain into figures now.
0: But if you bought property in 2012 or 2014 or 2016, you might be high on the hog.
1: You might be, but a lot of people didn't because it was harder to get money in those years.
0: And what do you think is the reason that has catalyzed it to occur now? Because a lot of the factors that you describe have been there for the last it's the rent control.
1: It's the rent control. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Look, it's the rent control, it's the tax, it's the eviction ban. Yesterday, I was on with ITV in Wales and I quickly looked up Cardiff versus Dublin. And in Cardiff, the population is about a third of what it is in Dublin. They have 1,231 units on the equivalent of DAFT, while in Dublin, we have 552. That means that a tenant in Cardiff has a choice of six times the amount of property that we have in Dublin. So it's the rent controls have made a lot of, they don't have rent controls in Cardiff, and that is what's made a lot of landlords pull out, and nervousness. There's no confidence or stability in the property market at present. We have no idea what changes the minister will make next. The temporary 2015 rent freeze was supposed to be imposed for two years, and we're still looking at it eight years later. If there was a viable yield for landlords, they would stay. But there's nothing to keep landlords in the market.
0: So if I'm inferring correctly, you're saying that the, the rent freeze, the general rent control and the eviction bans, if I extrapolate from your point, they are actually and going tax. to and ta- they are going to be counterproductive because the reduction in available rental properties will cause almost all of those things to go in the reverse way. We will see an increase in what people pay for rent rather than a decrease or a straight control.
1: Well, no, you just see a decrease in supply. Obviously, you, we cannot raise rents more than 2%. And obviously, we have the eviction ban, which is in until next April. But they ultimately, they are making landlords leave the market because it's not financially viable to stay in it. Capital is very mobile.
0: Were you surprised that it was, therefore, by your estimations, low? Why would there not be more?
1: I thought four. I thought forty percent was a little bit low. From the, I wouldn't be surprised if it's fifty. We see it from our members, and we see it from people ringing up the IPOA, constantly figuring out what's the best route to take and how how to um, uh, agree with the law and uh, and do it do it legally, um, to actually get possession back of their property, either if they want to move into it or if they want to sell it.
0: Well, I mentioned in the introduction to the Society of Chartered Surveyors um, have been, described themselves concerned about the low level of housing commencement and completions. John O'Sullivan is chair of the Society's Practice and Policy Committee. John, if those concerns were already there, what do you see as the implications of this exodus of landlords from the market?
2: Good afternoon. Yeah, I mean, it's we, we've we've been seeing this for quite some time and I would say landlords exiting has it's it's not a new thing um we've surveyed our members and the last quarter of 2022 40% of sales were landlords exiting and i think there's even other reasons for it as well so you have people who were accidental landlords and you know they rented out their property because they couldn't sell it there were negative equity and because values have have risen they're now in a position where they can now sell and have sold so that's an, that's another side to it Last year, twenty-five thousand new housing units were built. In in reality, in houses, when we when we sell property, our members sell property. You know, they're selling property to owner the occupiers; they're not selling property to investors. It's just not evident in the marketplace. So, it is something it's of grave concern because there's two sides to the residential market: there's the sales side and the rental side.
0: But to any extent, is this the transition of the mom and pop landlord out of the market in favour of large commercial entities who may be better placed to be bulk landlords than what we have had over the last number of years? Is it a difficult period that is a necessity, in other words?
2: I wouldn't say that, but I think the majority of the residential rental sector is the mom and pop landlord. I mean, when you look at the figures, you know, a great, great majority of those just to own one property or was part of their pension fund or whatever. Some might have two or three. So it's, it's, it, it's a very much a necessity in the marketplace. You know, if you're looking at where the institutional landlords are, yes, they're very much prevalent in the market at the moment. Um, you do wonder going forward with interest rate changes, increases worldwide. Uh, will the money be going into residential property like it was? Will the yields be there? I, I don't know. And I think that is something which which gravely concerns us. So I would say what we should be focusing on is maintaining existing landlords in the market rather than than leaving.
0: And would you share Morris's view about the factors that are catalyzing those landlord lo, landlords departures?
2: It's certainly a lot of what we're hearing. Our members are hearing from those that they're acting for Um I think that the complexity of the uh, rental regulations or how rapidly they change, our members find it difficult to keep up with the changes. Uh, I'd also say one of the other issues that's been raised is compliance with rental standards. So very often, private landlords may have to invest capital in a property to keep the property to standard. And as a, as a result, they either don't have that capital or they don't have the willingness to do it based on the, the low return they have uh, the taxation issue is a big issue. Um, certainly there's a different taxation issue for the private landlord as there is for the institutional landlord. so yeah, I mean that's what we hear from our members here from from clients that they're selling property for. What's
0: the key differences between what applies to a private landlord and what applies to a commercial?
2: Well, a commercial landlord, institutional landlord is effectively a company. I mean, they're, they're paying corporation tax. And whereas, you know, our, you know someone who's a, a pro- small private landlord, it's their income and it's income tax. And, you know, it, it's a stark difference when, when you look at it. Um, you know, they're, they're paying universal social charge on it and things like that. So it is, it is you know, Morris will, will have all the figures on that. It's not necessarily my area, but uh, certainly it is, it, 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 is, it is a big difference.
0: Morris, to go back to you, the factors that both you and that John have been talking about, it is highly unlikely that any minister, that any government would row back on any or all of them by virtue of the political risk that would go with it. I mean, the eviction ban will come to a conclusion because there is a sunset clause in it. But things like rent control, things like the taxation measures, it's going to be a brave minister who starts to make those changes in favour of landlords. So what do you see as the solution, if any,
1: Firstly, we should be treated similarly. The the REITs and the institutional investors, we both provide exactly the same service. We both put a roof over the head of tenants. And from that point of view, we should be treated in a similar sort of manner. Legitimate expenses that we spend should be allowable against tax. Every other business in Ireland has it whereby legitimate property expenses are allowed. We also have, um, a, a, you know, a lot of costs going going up. We know that the RTB has, their price rose 267% in the last year. We've, our rents have gone up 2%. Management companies, insurance, tradesmen, all of the costs are going way up. But the rent is stuck at 2%, and it's not viable. You can, it, it just cannot survive at that. So that is why we would be looking for that, for similarities to the risk. It's interesting, Like this is nothing new to the government or otherwise, because it's been really obvious. If you look in 2006, landlords borrowed €7.9 billion euros to, to purchase properties for rentals. And in 2021, they borrowed €143 million. So there's no new landlords coming into the market. Although the the, is the, do, the,
0: the 2006 numbers were the pendulum swinging fairly significantly in, in the other and wrong direction. I mean, that was when the, yes. the world and its mother was becoming a, 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 a landlord.
1: That is true. But even when you look last year at 143 million, how many units of that? It might be 250 about the height of it. Um, so from that point of view, it's way, way, way too few. I let out a place uh, two months ago. I had 200 emails on it. I had 80 odd phone calls and I met 30 people. Now, From that point of view, of the 30 I met, I had 10 absolutely wonderful tenants, potential tenants. But it's not only creating a problem for landlords. This is creating a problem for tenants because tenants now applying for properties really have to be really, really good. They have to have all the paperwork in order and everything else if they want to be in with a a chance of getting a property because the demand is so high. And because it also limits tenants. With the rent pressures on where they can live and work. I have a, I have a property out, out in Dunleary, and the tenant has got a job in Walkinstown and has to travel from Dunleary to Walkinstown. Obviously, he prefers to move to Walkinstown, but he can't get a property over there. So it's limiting tenants' movement. It's limiting everything by having these RPZs, and it's encouraging landlords to leave the market. And from that point of view, they really have to do something to get rid of them. I know it's very unfavorable, and I would not like to be the minister turning around and saying getting rid of it, because bringing them in was not a great idea in the first place. We've seen that in other countries. But from that point of view, I think it makes um, something has to change on them.
0: Morris, thank you very much. As Morris Deverell of the Irish Property Owners Association, and before Morris was John O'Sullivan, Chair of the Society of Chartered Surveyors Ireland's Practice and Policy Committee.